In today's show, we are live here on YouTube to answer your questions about fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PricePix.com and the promo code is LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. And we are here and I am joined again by the one and only Adam King. Kingy, welcome back to the show. Uh, morning, Josh. Good to be in a couple of weeks. Good to be back. Good to have basketball back today. It is. Uh, we've got a pretty busy uh, Thursday in the NBA today as well, like eight or nine games I think it's on today. So pretty busy as we round into fantasy playoff time. Coming up really soon for me in a lot of leagues, it's Monday. For others, it's the week after. For the others of you who are wrong, it's in two weeks' time after that. So uh, yeah, there's going to be some interesting tight things going on in, in fantasy. So let's... um. Let's answer your questions. I've had this question a couple of times uh, from people. Interestingly, XX says, should I drop Gabe Vincent for Taylor Horton Tucker? Tyler Hero will take the ball from him. Uh, okay. Well, first question for me, as I haven't caught up yesterday, is Lowry playing? Is Lowry, no, he's still oh, out. Lowry playing? still out. No, he's so, still out. Uh, no, I probably wouldn't. No, I, I mean... I don't. Well, I don't know. I mean, Hero has been playing anyway. Yeah. I don't think. I think that Hero part's got nothing to do with it. Like it's. It's. No, it doesn't no. worry me. I have Vincent. The problem for me is that. Okay, so Sexton is out at the moment. Lowry is out at the moment. Both of these guys are probably going to be starting point guards. Um, Horton Tucker probably has a little bit more of a fantasy friendly game, but I think also his path to being a long term starter just isn't really there. Like, because Sexton will miss time and then he will come back and Horton Tucker might play 20 minutes, he might play 25 minutes. Whereas I could very easily, Kingy, see a situation where Lowry is out for a longer period of time. And even when he comes back, they ease him through with 22 minutes a night as a bench player behind Gabe Vincent. Because let's be honest, over the last two months, Gabe Vincent's been better than Kyle Lowry anyway. So. I think that the chances of THT starting when we hit the 15th of March is zero, unless there's a setback with Sexton. For Vincent, it's probably 30%. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, look, it's... I mean, THT, as you said, he has got that... uh, He's he's intriguing and he's a name that we sort of throw on watch lists and, oh, do we add him, don't we? Gay Vincent, we've seen him do this for, as you said, an extended period now and, and he's been... Really solid, so I think um, he's a, he's a little bit safer as well, despite not having quite as much of that uh, fantasy upside. Sam says, "Did you hate the All Star, Sam?" For the about tenth year in a row, I didn't watch it. I never watch it. It's not for me. It's not. It's not designed for me. I know it was bad. I think, and I I just think it's bad. Like I just I would never watch it. It's not. 
it's not interesting to me at all. When I was a kid, yeah, sure, I would watch all-star games, especially when we had no access to watching NBA games really here at all for a big period of time. It was a good opportunity to see all of the stars play and play in that environment, but I don't watch it. It's not for me to watch. I'd rather have the time off. Um, and in the sport that I follow in Australia, we haven't had like all-star games for about 20 years because the the lack of interest, the unseriousness of the game, the fact that it didn't mean anything. So we just scrapped the game altogether. And I think that's where the NBA is going. What do you think, Kingy? Yeah, I, in terms of the path that they're taking, I don't know. But did I did I hate it? Did I watch it? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if I hated it because I didn't watch it. So it's uh, I don't mind all-star Saturday night. I still think that has a place. Um the rookie game actually wasn't terrible. And even, look... Literally didn't I watch mean, any of that either. It's I watched it because there's no basketball on. Um, and I, I was talking to my mate yesterday, actually, uh, about this. And, and I actually I actually enjoyed the celebrity game more than I probably would have enjoyed the, the All-Stars game. So that says everything you need to know, I think. Yeah, I think that I think that does. <laughs> um, would you ever play in the celebrity game, King? Are you going to get that big to play in the oh. celebrity game? No, I'm not even allowed to play in my local comp now after my knee reconstruction. Oh, my no. wife's put a ban on me King, playing. Kingy's out. Career-ending injury. <laughs> um, RJ, who asked me about Rob Williams, if you're still watching this, go drop it in the comments of Arsenal Monster and I can address exactly what you're talking about because I don't think he actually dropped that much at all. I've got him projected at 10 and, 10 and a half, which is not really that different. But yeah, go drop it in the, uh, in the comments over there and I'll chat with you over there about it. Gab DR, this is something we're going to, I think, find out today. He says, what are the chances Derek White staying valuable moving forward? Is he a drop? Well, depends what you what you deem as valuable. Uh, look, he, I mean, he's been really good. Let's, let's not argue about that. He's been yeah, fantastic. He's been awesome. um, his value is going to take a hit, obviously, once Marcus Smart comes back. Uh, Kenny, I guess in my eyes, he's probably still as he was for the majority of the season before this run, he's, he's he'll probably be a back-end, fringy kind of guy. His blocks uh, can be important from the point guard position. Um, his assists have been oddly really high. He's he's, he's been um, really strong in that category. Yeah, but there's but an obvious reason for that, King. Like, Marcus Smart yeah. was out. Like this, yeah, that's right. This He's been great. Right Over the last two months, he's played 30 minutes a night. He's averaging 14, 4, and 5 with a blocker game. It's really strong, right? We know this, but... The one game where they had a healthy Brown, Smart, Tatum, Rob Williams, and Al Horford, one game, those guys started together. Derek White played 18 minutes off the bench and scored one point. So to say my hopes aren't particularly high was an understatement. He's had these games where he had 20 shots, 24 shots, 17 shots, with no Smart, with no Brown, with an alternating Williams and Horford. And I don't know what happens today because they're all back. So does he move to the bench? Are they actually considering playing Rob Williams off the bench like they did two games ago before the break? That's what we need to see. So don't drop Derek White now. But the pattern is horrible. Like that one game when everyone was healthy. Right? Oh, we're ready to go. Here's our lineup. Derek, you're a uh, eighth man now. And then everyone got hurt. He pushed back up. And that's the case it's been all season. So the Williams on a minutes restriction, Brown out, Smart out, um, Horford out, something happening. Someone out all season for him to do this. And the time that they haven't been hurt, he did nothing. So we're not dropping him, but my expectations are pretty low. But we'll get an idea about it today, I think, which is interesting. Yep, agreed. Um, all right. Itoko says, should you drop Mark Williams for Stephen Adams in a points league sitting comfortably in firsts? I have no idea why you would do that. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'd... A, Adams isn't back. So 
why is there that much of a difference between these two guys? And why are people looking at Mark Williams as oh, it's just this waiver wire curiosity? Like this is a must roster top 100 guy, less so in points leagues, but this is not a like, oh, we'll see what happens. Let's see how it goes. Like This is a guy that you hold on to. And while Steven Adams has been fairly strong, he's also going to be coming back off a knee injury. So he's going to be somewhat limited when he returns. He's also not back. So is Mark Williams your worst player? I find that really hard to believe. If he is your worst player, then I guess you can consider that when Steven is back, but he's not. And even if you miss out on Steven Adams, is there any difference between him and Mark Williams that you need to sacrifice games of zero points? I would say no. So therefore, no. Okay. Um, Mirko Harencic says, is Zion a hold the playoff start March 15th? Kingy, do you have faith in Zion being available then, which is in like three weeks? Uh, I think I already dropped him in a league where my playoffs start around that time. So, uh, no, I don't. And look, even when he's back, they're going to be, he's going to sit back to backs. He's going to play like 15 minutes, 18 minutes, maybe 20. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. It's sad, but I, I wouldn't. The question that I'll say to you here is, is like, okay, your playoffs are in three weeks. Do you need to drop him now? Are you, man, I really need well, this roster yeah. spot now to make the playoffs. I honestly, I agree with you, King. I, I don't think he's going to have an impact on by March 15th. I don't, I don't think he's going to be worth it. But people are very, are always very anxious to make a move. What do I do when this guy comes back? Who do I drop to activate him off IR? I don't know. Wait, like stuff can happen. Maybe something does happen where he does return on the 5th of March. It's very unlikely and it's not going to happen. But the opportunity cost of you dropping... When you, if if you don't need to, you don't. It's stupid. Like there's no need to do that. But if you do need to drop him, yeah, the odds are he's not going to impact there. Pretty high odds that he's not going to have any sort of impact for your playoffs March fifteenth. But if you don't need to make a call, don't. You've got three weeks to see if any stuff um, plays out differently to how we expect it to. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not your daily fantasy that you've seen before with salary caps and with thousands of people going up against each other. It's just you, one-on-one versus player projection. So you might look at Trey Murphy of the Pelicans, and they might have two and a half threes as his line. You go, I think he's going to hit more than that today, hopefully, fingers crossed. And you put that in. And then you go to CJ McCollum, and you look at his assists at five and a half, and that's going to be a big CJ night. So we'll go more than that. And you get two to six of those, put them into a lineup, and you can up to 25 times your entry fee back. It's safe. It's fast. You can do it under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states and majority of Canadian provinces and territories. It's not just the NBA, though. You can do it for the NHL. You can do it with for Major League Baseball. You can do it for college basketball, men's and women's, for soccer, for WNBA when that starts, for esports, NASCAR, tennis, golf, boxing, PGA, disc golf. The list goes on. Download Price Picks the app, or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, Pricepicks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Pricepicks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Okay. The next question NGP says, and I'm going to sort of tweak this question, but I'll ask, I'll ask it how he's asked it. Is Looney going to be the go-to big man for Golden State going forward? He has been 
anyway, like they haven't had any other big man all season and nothing has changed in that regard. And he's sort of hot, going to hover in that 23 to 26. So now I've been a little bit critical of a lot of people rostering Kevon Looney this season because he's always had this really high roster percentage. I've never really fully understood it. But Kingy, he's been an unbelievable field goal percentage guy and an unbelievable rebounds player. And he's been pulling in rebounds at such a high rate. How do you view him in a in a 12-team format? Uh, oh, look, a little bit like like you've you've said there. I think he, he's a specialist. Um, he, the the fact he's so good in in those two categories does, if if you were purely to look at rankings, I would think he's probably like a top one twenty player or something. But he's so reliant on those categories, so you're only going to roster him if you need that. And so to me, he's he's just a specialist sort of a streamer guy because he's not going to play thirty minutes. No, he's not. He's going to play 26, 27, 23, some, around that mark a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and very much like the guy who asked earlier about Stephen Adams, yes, that question was in points leagues. Like, what Looney and Adams does is very similar. Like, they're not mm. going to score very much. They'll get rebounds. They'll get field goal percentage. Uh, they'll be bad at free throws. And neither of them block shots as centers. Like, they are very, very similar in that regard. Jordy Goody says, my fantasy season is over with Vassell, Towns, Curry, Cade, and Simons. Yeah, that's that's pretty shit luck. But he's in a dice league. He said, would you release Chris Middleton to get Chet Holmgren to prepare for next season? So, Jordy, there is a number of things to say here. Yes, immediately. Like, why on earth in a dice league Chet Holmgren would be sitting on the waiver wire is anybody's guess. My guess would be that people in your league don't know what they're doing because that is a ridiculous, ridiculous thing that is happening. But surely you have someone worse than Chris Middleton. You must have someone worse than Chris Middleton. But if that came down to a Kingy, yes, I would release Chris Middleton to get Chet Holmgren. But there's something else going on there that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm no dynasty expert um, by any means. But yeah, I'd, I'd be doing that now. But as you said, I, I can't see how Middleton is your worst player. If he is, then you must have a pretty good squad. I'm pretty sure Geordie's in like a shallow league, like an 8-10 league, but also he might be viewing Middleton as his worst player because what Middleton has done for the bulk of this season, which would be the incorrect way to view Chris Middleton. Um, here's a couple of questions that I'm getting a lot of. Joel McPeak says, do you think Atlanta's new coach will impact the players there? Joel, this happens, this question gets asked every year. Every time there's a firing, it happens all the time. And in general, when it's a an assistant taking over, nothing changes. Like, the assistant is part of the decision-making. It's not like Nate McMillan's gone, you know what, everyone, I don't care what you say, John Collins is never touching the ball. And Joe Prunty's gone, but Nate, but Nate, give it to John. Give it to John. They're all part of this. They're all part of this decision-making process. And I don't think the John Collins lack of touches is because Nate McMillan was an asshole to him. I don't think that's it. I think it's the players. I think some of it is the scheme. And I don't think Joe Prunty with 20 games left is going, all right, boys, everything we've been doing, scrap it. We're trying something completely new with no practice. It's going to be a lot of the same. And Prunty's also not going to be there coaching next season. He's not going to be their head coach next season. So we always have this hope. It's the number one question that always goes to us. Hey, any changes in Atlanta with a coach? Probably not. It'll be very marginal, if anything. Again, always open to being wrong. But I've seen this happen, Kingy, so many different times over the course of however long I've been doing this show, you know, 3,500 episodes, 10 seasons, where a coach gets fired mid-season. And honestly, not much really changes. No, I don't. I don't see any major shifts here. Um, I did read that they're narrowing in on Quinn Snyder as the coach, but that yeah. doesn't mean he'll come in this year. They, they no, may definitely wait not. till next year, bring him in um, during the off-season. So, yeah, for me, not not really. No, I don't think. And John Collins is the one there. I mean, he's been so disappointing. Um, but Yeah, look, yeah. what are they going to... What's, what's Pronte going to do? Like, if take the ball away from Trey and DeJounte, give it to Collins, maybe a couple of shots from Hunter. Go there. Look, there might be marginal changes. And I think... 
what if does happen, if he starts shooting better, people will attribute that to Prunty when it's just him shooting better. Like mm. Collins has been very down recently. I think he's got clear space to improve that. I don't think it's coaching. I don't think we're going to see a situation where now DeJounte comes off the bench and Bogdanovich is playing 30 minutes or you know, Sadiq Bey is now starting over John Collins. Hey, it'd be very surprising if those sort of things happen. I think when we're trying to take the probability angle in fantasy basketball, like making moves, expecting that stuff, is going to, you're going to get it wrong 99 times out of 100. So just don't do it. Just expect it to be as it is with marginal tweaks. And if tweaks happen, then we adjust. And there's another question I'm getting a lot, Kingy. Weed is lit. Okay, that's not your real name. Is Kevin Porter Jr. out for the season? No, but I also don't know when he's coming back. But it does appear like he'll be back next week. Feels like when he'll be back. But people are like, man, what's going on with Kevin Porter? What's going on? He He's doubtful for the game tomorrow. There is a slight chance that he might play on Sunday. And then otherwise, it's next week. But no, he's, he's not out for the season. Don't need to doomsay through the rest of this year. Like, he's not at this point been announced for the rest of the season and there is a level of positivity that he'll be back next week. Yeah, I, I think oh, I got a question similar to this on Twitter and I, and I think I said it's sounding like it's going to be next week as well. So Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's how it sounds, but you know, we'll, we will see. Um, a few good questions here. Shawnee says, what do you think of the Bulls point guard rotation will be like with Patrick Beverly joining the squad? Uh, I'll give one word then you can answer it, King. I think messy is the word I would give. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it will be messy. Um, look, at least we know Lonzo's done. So I think that question, obviously, that's... Let's be fair. We, we knew he was done months ago. We you? did. We did. But um, as you talked about with... Uh, I think it was with Dan last week or something, you talked about injury reporting and how we often have an opinion, but we have to go yeah, with yeah, what that's he true. said. And that's true. So, so, yeah, we have thought Lonzo would be out since pretty much since day one. So... At least that clears that up. But in terms of what it'll look like now, um, yeah, look, I, I don't know. Look, Pat Pat Beverly is probably the best option out of what they have at the moment, at least from a fantasy perspective. But I don't think he's going to come in and play 32 minutes or anything there's, like there's that. There's just no way. Like, so he can't. Well, physically, he can't. Yeah. We, we, we know that. So it's, yeah, look, take a flyer if you want, but I don't think it really clears anything up at all. No, it doesn't. Like... You're seeing you know, Desumu play 26 minutes and Caruso play 24 and Dragic would play 12 and White would play 18. Like one of those guys is out and that's Dragic. And then the other guy, Beverly might play 21 or 22 minutes and he might start. It, 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 there's almost no way that it matters though. Like it, it just isn't. And people will be like, well, he's got a chance to start in Chicago. Like I said this on yesterday's show, like he started for the Lakers all season. And no one was interested in him then. And now there's honestly more competition for those minutes I don't think Desumu is a particularly good player. People are well aware of that. I think Caruso sold it enough, but he's not that good. Um, they're all just going to sort of eat into each other's playing time. And I don't think it's going to matter that much. I think there is a chance that Beverly starts, but I also think there's a much higher chance of it not mattering really to anybody in fantasy. Mama Yama says, would it surprise you if Charles Bassey finished top 80 in categories? Top 80? Yeah, it would surprise me quite a bit. What about you, Kingy? Yeah, that would surprise me. Um, it's not like they have an old center that they want to get Bassey in over. Like, they're running with a young guy who's who's been sitting behind Yucca Pertle all season, trying to get a look at what he does. So um, yeah, this is this is the thing that people look at it. They go, "Well, the Spurs are tanking." Okay, so they're, they're going to you know they're going to shut down Trey Jones to give the young guys a play. Trey Jones is a second round player who played about four games combined in his first two seasons. Like, is is Trey Jones hurt and will sit games and they'll rotate guys in and out? Yeah, but he's not 
is not a grizzled veteran that's out there like taking up the spots of a younger player. He is the younger player. Same as Zach Collins, who's never been a full-time starter, and they want to see, can he be a full-time starter? They're not going... I think Charles Bass is pretty good, and I would grab him in all 14-team leagues, and I think there's going to be some 12-team value, but... Yeah, this is not what you're saying, Mamiyama. Like we're not not saying that you're saying this, but people do suggest this. Oh, yeah, they'll just they'll just tank and sit Collins to play Bassi. Like and then what? And then Bassi plays too well, and they sit him, and they play Ken Birch, and they sit him, and then they bring back Hashim Thabit to be their centre, and they just keep tanking and bringing guys in. Like at some point, the idea of it is not to lose games. They're doing that plenty. Like they lose plenty of games. It's to see what you've you see what these young players can do in these roles because yeah, theoretically. If they don't get Wembenyama, like Zach Collins is their starting center next season, and I think they'd want to see a little bit of how that goes. Um, okay. Guards, do I see Pat Williams' minutes go up over the next few weeks with the Bulls start tanking? People need to get a lot of this tanking stuff out of their head because it it's like a virus infecting fantasy basketball. This will happen for tanking. This will happen for tanking. Pat Williams doesn't have anybody impacting his minutes at all at the moment. He, he like he just doesn't like. There's no one that's taking those minutes away from him. Will the Bulls start tanking to give him minutes? Like they've been bad all season. I, I don't really see. I think the problem with Pat Williams is that he's Pat Williams and he's got no level really of aggression, um, and he struggles with passiveness. He struggles with a lot of different things on the court. It's not that his minutes are going to go his way. Like if the Bulls start tanking and Levine and DeRozan, you sit out a bunch of games. Also, the Bulls tanking doesn't really help them. They don't have their draft pick unless it falls into the top four. I don't really see like making these sort of bets. A lot of people try and do it. They're trying to find this edge. It just it just doesn't work majority of the time, Kingy. No, and and look, I mean Pat Williams has played over thirty minutes for the majority of the season already. So yep. it's not like he's a guy that's playing twenty two minutes that could jump to thirty minutes. He's been a thirty minute player, and he but he hasn't been relevant. So the difference to him would be getting usage if DeRozan and Levine weren't there. Yeah. And, and and Vooch, obviously. Like, well, at least two of those guys need to be there. But we, we saw it also before the break. DeRozan was out and Williams did, like, nothing. He's just... I don't really think he's that um, player. Um, we'll get to that in a second, the next question. Today's episode is also brought to you by the legends that are Built Bar. If you want a delicious treat, a protein bar, for example... That's where you need to head because you don't want to grab a candy bar because while they taste good, they're just so full of fat and sugar and calories that it's not going to do you any good. You want something that's healthy, high in protein, but also tastes great. And that is Built Bar. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're high in protein, like 17 grams of protein in each of these bars. They're delicious for an after-gym snack to get that protein into you, but also just when you're feeling peckish and you want to do something that's not going to destroy your body. Previously, I would tell you to go to built.com and go and order those built bars from there. And you can still do that. That's still available. It's still an option for you. But now, if you're just waltzing past a Walmart, you might poke your head inside and say, you know, got any of those built bars? And I'll say, yeah, come on in. They're right down the back here in the pharmacy department. We've got four bar boxes in coconut puff flavor, in cookies and cream flavor, and in double chocolate. And if you're at Sam's Club, stocking up, filling up the back of your car with all of your grocery and household needs, they've got 13 bar boxes there. Churros, brownie batter flavor over at Sam's Club. So go to built.com. Go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club, and get your built bars. Built bar is built different. Okay. Next question. I had a good one here. Andre Hardy. What about Isaiah Stewart's minutes and his value when Bagley returns? Andre, let's go through this again. And I'm, I'm pretty. Uh, I don't know that Bagley's going to play a single second, really, for this team. But Isaiah Stewart is going to play zero minutes at center. He just isn't going to play any there. They've got Duran. They've got Wiseman. They will have Bagley. I don't think that there is any... I don't think Stewart's good. I know that Bagley's not good. 
And I don't think that they actually don't really play the same position at all and haven't really played that position all season. People just think, well, Bagley's return, that's going to kill Duran, it's going to kill these guys. Like, Bagley's terrible. I think, I, I would have thought we'd all would have accepted that he's terrible now and he's at best going to play a bench role. Maybe they try him at the four, which again would be a complete disaster behind Stewart. But these guys are, for all intents and purposes, playing completely different positions. Yeah, look, yeah, I I don't think so. Um, I, I guess the, the question here is, yes, we know Bagley is bad and shouldn't play. Does Dwayne Casey know that? I think he was starting to <clears throat> to figure that out. Um, he benched him, yeah. Yeah, so he, he they started him obviously early on and, and then his role just got smaller and smaller. So hopefully that sticks and, and, and doesn't he doesn't come back and start. But, God, I wouldn't know in Detroit. But in terms of Isaiah Stewart and, and Bagley coming back, yeah, there's, there's no real impact there, I don't think. Look, I wouldn't worry about Stewart as a 12-team league guy anyway. Like, he's not a 12-team league player. Um, Bagley, does is there any... Like, who, who knows what they're going to do? Are they going to try Wiseman at the four? Are they going to try Bagley at the four? I don't know. There's going to be some disaster potential there. But I really don't think that I care that much about what Stewart's doing rest of season or the impact that Bagley could potentially have. What's happening with Jamal Murray? Is he playing tonight? Yes, he is playing tonight. The only one of those guys who isn't playing is Aaron Gordon who is out, but Jamal Murray is back and ready to go. You don't need to answer that one, Kingy. LCPO. Hey, Josh, what do you think the Portland and Sacramento game will go ahead today? I don't think it will. I don't. It's There's been a huge delay somewhere. I don't know where the snow is happening. It must be in Portland or bad weather. I get the feeling that it won't um, that it won't happen. Have you seen anything on that, Kingy, recently? No, that's, uh, that's the first I've seen of it. I haven't, as I said, I... I was checking up on the news this morning. So, yeah, I would say it would be Portland. Not that I've been to either city, but in terms of yeah. snow, I don't think Sacramento I don't gets I don't even, snow. I don't even know if it's snow, to be honest. It's just it's bad weather. Um, okay. okay, so it just doesn't say. It's it's still on track to be played as of 20 minutes ago, but they there still was delays in them coming down. Like, obviously, it's not a big trip from Portland to Sacramento. But yeah, that's that's where we're at. I, I have my doubts that it's being played. It doesn't look great at the at this point, but we will see. Michael Liu says, Are Trey Jones and Kevin Porter Jr. worth holding? Kyle Anderson's on waivers. Well, to me, Michael, a couple of things there. Trey Jones and Kevin Porter Jr. are not in the same class. Like Kevin Porter Jr. is significantly more valuable than Trey Jones. If you want to drop Trey Jones because of his foot injury, I I absolutely think that dropping him for Kyle Anderson is a no-brainer move. Kyle Anderson, I don't know what how he's on your waiver why he should have been rostered. Months ago, yes, dropped with an injury, but he's a must-roster player. I would do the Trey Jones for Kyle Anderson situation. So, King, let's just talk quickly about, like, A, do you disagree with me that Trey and Kevin Porter are completely different classes? And where are you sitting with Trey Jones? Uh, they, Yeah, very different players. I'd have Porter way above Trey Jones. I'd have Anderson above Trey Jones. Yep. So, Pretty pretty simple there. Yeah, look, Trey Jones, I mean, you get questions about him often. I think Always. he's just... Like uh, he, he's starting, but he hasn't blown up. I, I think he's just one of these guys that's. He's Monte if he Morris. On, if he was on a good team, he he might may or may not be starting. He's just in he's, on a bad team. He's literally Monte Morris. Like he he'll get like six or seven assists, but yeah, you know, like he's fine. That's about it. But you don't need, you don't need to hold him. Um, Devin Duhame says, any updates on Nurkic? There was an update yesterday saying there's no timetable for him to return, which again I know scares people, but 
it's not that big of a surprise to suggest that he's out for another couple of weeks with his calf injury. That's that's not a big shock. They said him, Winslow, and Simons all have no timetable to return. The Winslow one is very weird. Like not very weird. This guy takes a long time to heal. We know this. He's been out since December twenty first with a grade two ankle sprain. But that'll then transition me, King, into asking you, what are you doing with Anthony Simons? To me, like again, all the caveats: weekly league, we can bench guys; roto league, we can guys sit guys on the bench; open IL slots. Okay, you're never dropping someone if you've got those spots open, right? But in a daily changes head-to-head league, I don't think you can keep Anthony Simons. No, he's actually one of the one of those guys. I, I was talking with a friend the other day about about that conversation you had with Dan about when you see an injury and we have an initial reaction to, oh, okay, this is going to be this length of time. But then the team comes out and says, oh, it's only it's day to day, it's mm. only two weeks. Simon's ankle injury was a bad one. Like, oh yeah, it looks shocking. It, it it wasn't a standard ankle roll. Um, so to me, it's at least four to six weeks um, based on. So mm. are we? Yeah, look, are we holding him? I've seen him dropped in quite a few of my leagues, and I'm not even considering adding him. So no, I don't, I don't, just don't think it's going to happen. Like it's going to be six weeks, I would say minimum, for that injury. The thing, back to that discussion, like this is what's hard about this. Like the Spurs, Romeo Langford hurt his groin. Greg Popovich came out after one game and said, man, like it's bad. He's going to be out a while. Then they've listed him questionable every day for four weeks. Like, what do you do? What do you do with that? Like I ruled him out for like four weeks straight away. And then he comes up questionable. So then it screws up all of your projections. And in the end, I think I'm just going to end up doing this and go, I don't actually care what these teams are. I'm going to do what I think. And if I get it wrong, I'll get it wrong. Like about four weeks ago, yeah. I just said, Lonzo is done. I'm ruling him out for the season. I'm taking all these projections off. It's just not happening. And if it does happen, I'll change it over. It's like, you know, when Russell Westbrook got traded to the Jazz. He's not playing a second for the Jazz. They haven't officially said this, but I'm not adding him into their projections because it's going to make everyone else look wrong. Um, so I'm just not doing it. So I'm going to end up probably taking more risks with that stuff in what I see versus the sort of nonsense that comes out with these random questionable tags and doubtful tags. I'm just going to say, you heard your hammy. Like, that's two weeks. And if you come back earlier, good for you. Because, you know, this nonsense of one day and one day at a time is really frustrating for us. Yeah, I think that Carl Anthony Towns was the, the oh, yeah, my God. for me. Oh, like, yeah. when when I saw his injury, I thought, okay, it could be Achilles. Worst case, it's a really bad calf, and he's done for three, four months. And then they came out and said he'd be four to six weeks. Yeah. Okay, and, and whenever that stuff comes out, I always go, look, four to six weeks? All right, that's eight weeks. All right, that's, that's how I will always approach those knee injuries and those sort of soft tissue injuries. Like That's how I'll always approach when people hear me say it all the time. You say six to eight, it's eight plus. Right? That's just how this stuff's going to work, plus you know recovery time and all that sort of stuff. Oh, your rehab rehab, and getting back to speed. That, that's just how I look at it. But it, it's really frustrating, especially what, what, what what's the purpose of it? What, what are the teams trying to get out of this? Yeah, I mean, even Towns, God, even he came out and I said know. that he wasn't aware of that time frame. Like, he, he knew he wouldn't be back, but... Anyway. He, here is the last question for us, Kingy. I've spoken about this, but we're going to get your thoughts on it. Michael Balfour says, did you guys already talk about Westbrook? No, I did. we did not talk about Westbrook in this show. I talked about him yesterday, but it's Kingy's show. He says, I have a streaming spot. I'm wondering how good Dinwiddie is compared to Westbrook. Well, I didn't answer that part. He's better than Westbrook. So there's my answer. What's your thoughts on Westbrook with the Clippers? I have no thoughts, really, really fantasy-wise, nothing. I don't have him. I'm not rostering him. Dinwiddie, I would have it easily over Westbrook. Um, what's his fit in terms of real life? God, I I, I was really, I, I, really, I was a bit surprised to see them sign him. Like, mm. I see them as a team prior to this. 
that was really going to push for the title this year. They will look so good. They made some really sneaky acquisitions during the trade deadline. Um, their depth, they're probably arguably the deepest roster in the league. Then to throw Westbrook in there when Trey Mann was just starting to hit his stride, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't really get it. I, I don't get it in the slightest at all. And people go, oh, Westbrook will just do what he needs to do. What if he starts setting screens? Okay, but why hasn't he done it for five years? Why has he made bad decisions for five years? Why does he still think that he's the main character of every lineup that he's in? Like, at some point, I've just got to believe that when we see that he's got to adjust to this, and maybe he does, but mm. he could have done that for the Lakers and didn't. And for those of you who said that he was you know, going to be sixth man of the year or was playing well, he wasn't. He was maybe playing better, but he wasn't playing well. He was still playing poorly, and I just don't see the fit. But if you already have him, why not hold to see what's mm. going on? But I wouldn't be dropping someone like Dinwiddie to grab a Russell Westbrook, in, in a, especially in a category there's no way that I would be considering doing that. And Kingy, that is going to do it for us on this mailbag show. So tell people what you've got going on, where they can find you, what's happening there, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, Twitter at AdamKing91. As I've been alluding to, we are about to relaunch our podcast and it it is relaunching next week. Uh, So the Balls Deep Fantasy Basketball Podcast will be... um, We'll be launching with a series. So I'll be doing a, and Josh will be, be in on this. I'll oh, that's right. A, I, I agreed to do this, didn't I? You did agree, indeed. <laughs> uh, I'm doing a series of, so uh, with fantasy content, I guess, starting to trail off a bit as we head into the playoffs and then into the, the real life playoffs where, where there's very little fantasy. Uh, I'll be doing interviews with a number of um, analysts, Josh included, um, just talking about life, how, how you got to where you are, what you like doing outside of basketball, favorite movies, all sorts of things. So we'll be doing um, about 20 of those. I think I've got lined up. So over the next couple of months uh, and hopefully also in April, I think we're going to be launching a dynasty podcast with Matt Lawson. Um, and I'll probably jump in on that as the guy that knows nothing about dynasty um, to ask questions. Well, now so. that you're going to be a, an interview legend, you take after your your your, uh, your dad, Larry King, and just be uh, there asking the questions of people as a as a consummate professional host. Kingy, go follow him. Go check out Kingy and his balls deep action. I wouldn't search Adam King balls deep. You never know what's going to come up on Google over there. But thank you for jumping on and uh, answering questions with me, Kingy. No worries. We will talk again maybe next week, week after. Who knows? Guys, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. But if you're here on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up and you leave those comments down below. Thank you to everyone who subscribed. We did hit 60,000 over the All-Star break. So hit that goal. And I thank you guys immensely for doing that, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.